13. If if uh, I want to talk a little bit tonight about um, about success, say success. How many of you like that word? How many of you don't like that word? How many of you really don't care about that word? Okay, because there was only about five people that raised their hands. So, how many of you like the word success? All right. Okay. You know, I was thinking about the scripture that God wants us to be successful, to have success and to prosper even as our soul prospers. But as we look at success, and I began to start thinking about some things because how does it come and how do we get from point A to point B to point B to C, D, E, and F, and G and down the, and down the road? And tonight I want to talk a little bit about Today Matters. And this is going to be kind of a, I'm going to be called a life builder series where we're going to do some things that's going to begin to build life in you, that, that things are going to begin to happen, things are going to begin to shift. And I want to talk just a little bit about success. What is it? And why do we want it? Why is it things that will get you up early in the morning and, and you'll go to bed late at night? And what do we overlook in the pursuit of success? Some of the things that we overlook are decisions that we need to make. And sometimes we make decisions out of emotions. Has anybody ever made a decision out of an emotion? Okay. Anybody ever bought anything moved by emotion? Yeah. A lot of times I've even sometimes even left at the house at 10 o'clock at night because I saw a Pizza Hut pizza advertised on there. Do you know what I'm talking about? I mean, you ever done, you've done that? Okay, you and me, brother. <laughs> you know, you look at it and you see that nice, big, juicy, you know, cheese and pepper. Never mind, stay here. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. You see, all those things begin to happen and we're, we're moved by emotion. Well, I want to talk a little bit about making good decisions because good decisions today will give you a better tomorrow. Let me say that again. Good decisions today will give you a better tomorrow. I don't know about you, but I want a better tomorrow. Amen? I, I want my life to be better tomorrow than it was today. So disciplines that you practice today will give you a better tomorrow. The first ingredients of success is making good decisions. Say that. Making good decisions. Tell your neighbor, it's making good decisions. We've got to make good decisions. But you know what? It's, it really has no value unless we begin to do the second thing, which would be to practice discipline. Practice discipline. I know in the church world we sometimes don't even want to hear the word discipline. But you know, the scripture tells us that he disciplines those that he loves. He chastises those that he loves. God loves us and we are disciplined on some things. And I think we, in order to have success, we've got to realize that we need to practice some discipline. How many of you want to agree that they need to practice, no hands, that they need to practice a little discipline? Because everybody wants to be thin but nobody wants to diet. Come on. Everybody wants to live long, but nobody really wants to exercise. Come on, don't shout me down now. Everybody wants money, but not everybody is willing to work hard. Right? So there's some disciplines that take place. 
How many of you know that successful people conquer their feelings and they form a habit of doing things that unsuccessful people don't do? Discipline and decisions help us get started. Decisions help us get started and discipline helps us finish. How many of you have got something that's not finished? Come on, let's hold them up. We all probably do. I really believe we need to finish some things. Okay? So we need to look at it and get that thing finished. How many of you would be would, would if you put some time and effort towards something, would you think you could get it finished? Anybody? Okay, good. How many of you have ever tried a project or thought about a project? Let's, let's say, for instance, um, you're going to go paint the bedroom, and you put it off, and you put it off, and you put it off. And how many of you know when every time you look at that paint can and you look at the bedroom or your spouse says something about it, you think, it's going to take a long time. I don't have two weeks to do it. I just don't have all that time to be able to paint the bedroom. And then when you get down and you take a night or a day or whatever and you paint it, it's done. How many of you have ever felt the wonderful relief of it is to complete something? Can I get an amen? How about a hallelujah? I mean, that is some good stuff when you finally get something, you know, done. There's been times, you know, there, I'm telling you, I'm confessing before you tonight that there are some times that, that I procrastinate. Yes, I know it's hard to believe, but I do procrastinate, and I'll put something off and put something off, and I'll think, it's going to take an hour, it's going to take two hours, because I'm a man, and we sometimes tell our wives that it's just going to take 30 minutes, and then we get into it, and an hour and a half later, we're still trying to fix the water leak. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody have the guts to say, that's, that's me? Okay, we got a couple guys with some guts out here that say that. So, you know, what happens is, is we begin to look at some things, and sometimes it takes longer than, or, or takes shorter than what we actually anticipate it taking. And a lot of times, in order for us to be able to have success, I want us to begin to learn how to build a better life by determining to make good decisions. Say good decisions. But good decisions by themselves, um, they have a lot of merit. But if we don't have any follow-through on that good decision, if we can decide that we're going to lose weight or decide that I'm going to clean out the garage or decide that I'm going to do certain things, we can make that decision. But if we have no follow-through, it really doesn't matter, does it? We need to know that the decisions that we make can cause success in you. And I want success, and I want you to make good decisions and be able to have success. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to talk a little bit about some things tonight that, that we're going to get into real quickly. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. Everybody there, say, I'm there. See, people create success by what you focus on today. Do you realize that what you focus on today can bring you success for tomorrow? Do you realize that five years from now, what you focus on today can bring you success five years from now? You know, it's too late for yesterday. 
There's a song one time that said we sang that it was yesterday's gone, today I'm in need, Holy Ghost power. Fall on me or something like that. Yesterday's gone. And we've got to realize that, you know what, yesterday's finished. You know, if we've failed some things, then, hey, we've just failed. We've just got to move on. But a lot of times when we're looking at some things, we have to realize that you can't depend upon tomorrow. The Bible tells us not to worry about tomorrow, doesn't it? We don't like to read that scripture in Matthew, but he tells us not to worry about tomorrow. That's why today really does matter. Say that. Today really does matter. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13 I think it was Hebrews 3.13. It says, But encourage one another day after day as long as it is still called what? Today. So that none of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So this writer in Hebrews is telling you to encourage one another while a day after day as long as it is still today. How many of you know today still matters? How many of us get caught in looking at the future? How many of us get caught in get caught in looking so far ahead that we forget about the things of today? Oh, you know, I got my to-do list to do today, but I'm really looking towards Friday because Friday's got some good stuff that's going to happen on Friday, so we're looking towards Friday. Oh, we're really looking towards Saturday, so I'm just ready to get into it because there's Saturday's got some really good stuff, and I'm really looking forward for Saturday, and we get so looking forward for some other days that we forget about today. We forget all about today. And we, we, we look towards the things of the future, and God wants us to focus on some things for today. Most of the time, we miss what God wants to do today. And I don't want to miss that. So I want to give you some things today. I want you to, Wayne, if you can advance that. I want us to look at some things because we over-exaggerate yesterday. Anybody ever done that? In the past, we over-exaggerate some things. Our successes and our failures, they often look a whole lot bigger to us than they really are. I know guys that were ex-quarterbacks or basketball players or, or, or academic all-stars in high school, and they talk about that, and, oh, they get even bigger. You know, it's kind of those fish stories. They have a tendency to grow. You know, somebody said, well, you used to wrestle when you were in high school. I mean, man, you was a a champion. I'm like, no, I wasn't a state champion. You know, I qualified for the district and and placed second in the district. But that's, you know, well, you were pretty good. I mean, you had over, you know, uh, 87 matches and nobody ever pinned you. Nobody ever held you down. You only lost 11 times. You really didn't experience loss much. And you wrestled for four years as a freshman. You were a letterman for four years. Big deal. So many times we can get stuck in the glory days. And for, and for the next 10 or 20 years, that's all we hear about is my glory days. Oh, man. And you know what? I was even better. I, I mean, I've seen some movies. Have you ever seen those movies where it goes back and you find the, the quarterback guy and he's still in town and, you know, he's just working at the hardware store and every time they see him, all they talk about was the game in 1984. Come on, somebody. And it just so happened that it was the championship game for the state championship, and they had that pass, and it was time was running out, and he dropped the ball in the end zone. And he can't never live that down. 
So sometimes we over-exaggerate about yesterday. People never get over their past accomplishments or they never get over their past failures. I want to tell you something. Yesterday ended last night. Say that. Yesterday ended last night. Say it again. Yesterday ended last night. So, I mean, it's gone. Yesterday's gone. No matter how badly you failed in the past, today is a new day. Lamentations 3, 22 and verses 22 and 23 talks about there are new mercies every morning. There's new things every morning, every day. The second thing we do is we overestimate tomorrow. We overestimate tomorrow. Oh, man, the future's going to be great, man. There's a lot of things good in the future. I mean, it's going to be great, you know. It, and that we want you to enjoy the future. There are going to be some really wonderful things. But sometimes we get to so looking towards the future that we forget about today. We forget about what's taking place right here in the here and now. Now, some of you may know, you know, I'm a football fan, and Minnesota's drafted some people in professional football, and I'm looking towards the, you know, the, the football season that's coming up, and some of you college guys are looking for the college season that's coming up. Let's not forget about what's going on right now. Let's not miss today, because today matters. Say that to your neighbor. Today matters. So a lot of times we can overestimate tomorrow. What's your attitude towards the future? What do you expect from the future? Are you expecting some things? Are things going to be bigger? Are things going to be better? Are things going to be worse for you? There are some people that say the sky is falling and that that things are going to be worse. It's going to be worse. It's just going to be worse. But yet, how about for you? Is it going to be better for you? Or is it going to be worse for you? I want you to answer some of the following questions related to your expectations for the next two to three years. If we can go to the next slide. I've got some of these. Just by a show of hands, I want you to be able to lift your hands up, and we're kind of going to go through this. Wayne's being baptized in doing that. Can you advance that slide, or are you having trouble with that thing? He'll catch up with us. Here's the question I want to ask. How many of you, well, let me say this. We're going to do some expectations. Do you expect your annual income to increase or decrease? Let me see some hands. Do you expect it to increase? Okay, any, any hands? Do you expect it to decrease? Okay. Do you expect your net worth to increase or decrease? Increase? Decrease. Anybody decrease? Anybody expecting things to decrease? Do you expect to have more opportunities or fewer opportunities? How many of you expect to have more opportunities in the future? Good. How many of you expect to have fewer opportunities in the future? I was looking at Lloyd because Lloyd's going to, he's reaching retirement age. I don't know what he's going to retire to do. He's just going to retire to do something different. But you know what I mean? There may be some different opportunities that are coming. But he, even though he's retiring, should have a spirit of expectation that I'm expecting some more opportunities in the future. The next thing I want to know if you ex- expect, do you expect your marriage or those of you that are not married, let's say the relationship with somebody close to you, do you expect that marriage to get better or do you expect it to get worse? Watch out now. Watch <laughs> my heart was throbbing there. My wife, when I said, or worse, and she lifted up her hand, and I'm like, ah. 
She said better, though. She meant better. So a lot of times, now look, let's be real. There are people that you know that you talk to, that you can talk to them about their marriage, and you know what they're expecting it? To get worse. There are people that are talking about their financial situation. You know what they're expecting? It to get worse. So, you know, what do you expect? Do you expect your marriage to get better or worse? Next one. Do you expect to have more or fewer friendships? Anybody expect to have a few more friendships? Anybody expect to lose some? <laughs> you know? And maybe there are some we need to lose. I, you know, I don't know. But I expect to have greater and richer friendships. How about that? How about another one? Do you expect to have faith to be stronger or weaker? Anybody expect to be a little stronger in their faith? Anybody think they're just going to get weaker? Anybody? You guys are good by not holding up your hands. Last one. Do you expect to be in better or worse physical condition? All I know is I can expect to be in better physical condition, but if I don't do something about it, it's not going to happen. Now, this is, you know, the Spirit of God has just been dealing with me, especially when we have a love feast and somebody says, oh, you eat salad? I've never seen you eat anything green. We have to change the perception of some of you people. I do eat salads. I just have a tendency to eat my dessert and my main meal first. And if I got any room left, I have the salad afterwards. But, you know, it comes down to what Pastor Virginia's been teaching about core beliefs, you know. So, you know, I really have got to expect for me to be in better physical condition and not worse physical condition. Now, most people's answers to these questions reflect what you expect in the days ahead, don't they? What do you expect in the days ahead? Why do you think that we think that way? Why do you think that we think that way? Is your expectation based on anything other than hope that your life will get better? Most of us hope our lives are going to get better. We want our lives to get better. We hope our lives are going to get better. But a lot of times we can hope all we want to, but listen, Listen, if you don't do anything about it, it's not going to get better. Right? If you expect to learn and to grow, then guess what? You've got to do something about learning and growing. And you guys are here tonight because you want to learn and you want to grow. Most figure that tomorrow is bound to be better than today, but they have no strategy for making it better. We've got to have a strategy. There are two things in the Word of God that says why my people perish. Number one, he says, without a vision, my people perish. And another one, it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. So we need knowledge, but you also need a vision. There are some people that I've talked to. What's your life look like? What Do you have any goals? Well, yeah, I just want to, you know, just get through next week. They don't even have a strategy to get through next week. Come on, somebody. Well, I just want to get through 
uh, the year 2010 after 2010, you know, uh, you know, we'll see how things go. That's only two years from now. Things are happening very quickly. There's a lot of people don't have a vision for their life. And then sometimes we're so focused on 2010 that we forget about today right now. And today matters. Say that. Today matters. Today matters. Today matters. Well, what about today? We're, we're gathering together and, and we're coming together. We're gaining knowledge. We're advancing the kingdom of God. You're growing. You're coming after these things of God. And today still matters. What about tonight? Absolutely. Later tonight matters. It makes a difference. Some of you can go home and you can, you can go home and, and you can go to bed. And some of you can go home and say, you know what? I'm going to read this book, and I think I'm going to read a chapter in this book tonight before I go to bed. Or some of you can be like me when you go home and you start reading and you go to bed. <laughs> you go to sleep when you start reading. I don't know about you, but that happens to me a lot, so I have to be in a, a, you know, I have to be in a different position. I can't lay down and read much because if I do that, then I go to sleep. Amen? Let me read this to you. The Pulitzer Prize winner journalist... William Allen White observed, multitudes of people have failed to live for today. They have spent their lives reaching for the future. What they have within their grasp today, they have missed entirely because only the future has intrigued them. Listen to this. And the first thing they know was the future became the past. Hoping for a good future without investing in today is kind of like, well, it's kind of like a farmer that expects a harvest, but he hasn't planted any seeds. It's kind of like a farmer that expects a harvest, but he hasn't planted any seeds. Next slide. So let's review this real quick. Number one, we have a tendency to over-exaggerate yesterday. We have a tendency to under or overestimate tomorrow. And the third thing is that we do is that we underestimate today. We underestimate today. Benjamin Franklin said this. He said, time is what stuff is made of. Have you ever heard, and I have said this myself, and I'm no longer going to say it as of today, that I'm just killing time. I'm just killing time. And a lot of times we're just killing time. What are you doing? I'm just killing time. That time is valuable. That time can be used to advance your future. That time can be used for something. And, and, and I want to look at our attitudes when we get to this. So I want to talk a little bit about that tonight. And it would be great if I could. Could I talk you into running a copy of this, Mr. B, please? Thank you, Pastor Jerry. I don't know, 50 of them or whatever would be great. Today is the only time that we have, yet many people let it slip through their fingers. I've been guilty of that. And I've had to get with God and ask for forgiveness about just kind of blowing off some time now and then. I want you to read this, this, this creed. It's a life builder's creed by a guy by the name of Dale Witherington. Let me read this to you. Listen to this. Today is the most important day of my life. Yesterday, with its successes and victories, struggles and failures, 
is gone forever. The past is past. Done. Finished. I cannot relive it. I cannot go back and change it. But I will learn from it and improve my today. Today, this moment, now, it's a gift from God to me. And it's all I have. Tomorrow, with all its joys and sorrows and triumphs and troubles, (laughs) it isn't here yet. Indeed, tomorrow may never come. Therefore, I will not worry about tomorrow. Does that sound like Scripture? Anybody know the Scripture in Matthew where he says, don't worry about you know, the, w- tomorrow, what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, those different things. Don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of his own. He says, therefore, I will not worry about tomorrow. Today is what God has entrusted to me. It's all I have. I'll do my best in it. I will demonstrate the best of me in it. My character, giftedness, and abilities to my family and friends, clients and associates. I will identify those things that are most important to do today. And those things I will do until they're done. And when this day is done, I will look back with satisfaction at that which I have accomplished. And then, and only then, will I plan tomorrow. Looking to improve on today with God's help. Then, I will be able to go to sleep in peace, content. I look at that, and it doesn't mean don't plan for tomorrow, don't invest for the future. But sometimes we're so concerned about what's happening in the future that we forget about where we are today. Today. Could you have walked by somebody today that needed a smile? Could you have passed by somebody today to be so busy that you just overlooked them? I'm guilty. Could you be so busy going from appointment to appointment? I guess I'm probably preaching to myself more than I'm preaching to anybody else in here. Can we get so busy going from appointment to appointment to place to place they forget about praying for somebody that we need to pray for? The ushers are going to pass out a piece of paper to you, and it's going to talk about critical areas for success. And Sunday... I think you can put these up. I think they're on the next slide. Sunday, I'm going to try to break some of these down with Scriptures and get a little more in-depth in it, if that's all right with you guys. But I wanted to give this to you tonight, and if if we don't have enough, we'll make some more. But I want to look at these critical areas for success. Number one is attitude. Attitude. John Maxwell did a survey of successful people. And in this survey that he did of very successful people, he boiled everything down or he used, he brought everything down to 12 things. There were 12 different areas in which he showed that successful people had to master, listen, daily. Attitude. Number one is attitude. Say attitude. He says we need to choose and display the right attitude 
daily. <laughs> daily, guys, gals, daily, my beloved, daily, sometimes hourly. Number two is priorities. Determine and act on important priorities daily. Daily. Priorities. Determine and act on important priorities daily. Number three. These were successful people. There are successful people. Is health. Know and follow healthy guidelines once a year. Is that what it says? What's it say? Now look, some of you... Kudos to you. Pat you on the back. If you're doing that, that's wonderful. Some of us that need some help, pray for us. Number three, health. No one follow healthy guidelines daily. Number four, family. Communicate and care for my family daily. Daily. You know, we just, we were, Shelly was listening to a teaching and I just caught up a portion of it earlier, and it made me think about this because this pastor was saying that we need to communicate with our, he was talking about men, communicate with your wife, that we'll call and check on our investments or we'll call and check on our businesses. But how many times do we call and check on our wives, on our kids, on our family? Anyways, they threw that in for free. And some of the guys said, oh, thanks. Hey, this is just about successful people. Thinking. Practice and develop good thinking daily. Good thinking. The Bible says anything lovely, anything good, anything pure, anything of good report, think on these things. Okay? Number six, commitment. Make and keep proper commitments daily. Daily. I, I struggle here because I get so busy and I want to help so many people. And there's sometimes if Desiree has an appointment at 3 o'clock and Augustine comes in at 2.45, I'll try to squeeze 15 minutes in there and then I'm late to get to Desiree. I need to improve on this. I'm going to tell you right now. I found one way. I haven't sure how I'm going to do this yet, but I found one way to do this. Y'all want to hear that? It's, it's pretty intense. But I heard one way in order for to keep a schedule or to make a commitment and be able to follow through with the commitment that you make were these two guys. And the one guy told the other guy, he said, you know, I'm really poor at making these commitments, and I want you to help keep me accountable. And he said, okay, what will it take? He said, how about every time I make a commitment and I don't keep it or I'm not on time, I pay you $5. And the guy said, no, $5 isn't good enough. Because, you know, you can get five appointments and be late and pay 25 bucks, and sometimes it's not a big deal, especially to very influential, successful people that, that have finances. So we said, okay, we'll make it 20. Now, how many of you know 20 bucks will sting? Huh? I don't know about you, but with me, it would sting. So what he ended up doing is I think he missed three appointments, Ricky. 
And he paid the guy tw- uh, 60 bucks, and he missed no more appointments after that. How many times do we have to pay out something before it'll affect you? Oh, come on, somebody. Right? So I'm trying to do better on my commitments. Make and keep proper commitments daily. Number seven, finances. Make and properly manage dollars daily. I know this is tough, ladies and gentlemen, but make and properly manage dollars daily. Number eight, faith. Deepen and live out my faith daily. Are we willing to do this? We'll say we'll die for Christ, but am I willing to deepen and live out my faith? You know, Sunday when we went through forgiveness opportunities with Dr. Jerry King, that helped deepen my faith. It helped me walk out my faith. Are you with me? And there's times where I have to ask for forgiveness or apologize for being late to an appointment. That helps me keep my commitment, but it also helps me get my faith or walk out my faith deeper daily. Number nine, relationships. Initiate and invest in solid relationships daily. Daily. Initiate and invest in solid relationships daily. Number 10, generosity. See that? Plan and model generosity daily. Plan and model generosity daily. I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, if you would come and shadow us one day and just be here when some of the people come in for help, and it can happen time after time after time after time again, your heart can sometimes get hard. It can. Because it's like, man, another hotel room, another gas bill, another electric bill. What are they doing? Why don't they get it together? Why? It, it can happen that way. But God wants us to be generous. And there's been days where I've woke up and I've thought, I'm going to bless somebody today. I don't know what or how, but I'm going to do something to bless somebody today. And it might be, you know, it might be you don't even know it. And, and you know, I'll meet somebody at Walmart and buy something for them or, or pay for their groceries or slip them $20. Uh-oh, I'm not supposed to be telling you all this. These are secrets. My wife's not aware of some of that stuff. The left hand sometimes doesn't know what the right hand's doing. It's a biblical premises. Generosity, plan and model generosity daily. Values. Embrace and practice good values daily. Embrace is a key. Embrace and practice good values daily. Growth. Seek and experience improvements daily. Shelley spends time in the morning, you know, makeup and all that other stuff. Um, but she, she is listening to teaching tapes. She's listening to the Word of God. There's times where she'll listen to worship music but a lot of times it's teaching, it's wanting to grow, it's learning to enhance her relationship with God, enhance her relationship with others. A lot of times people will 
get with me in my automobile and I may be driving and there's usually a teaching tape on or something that I'm listening to, something I'm trying to gain revelation on. So we need to have growth. We need to seek and experience improvements daily. If you settle these 12 issues by making the right decisions in each area and then manage those decisions daily, you can be successful. Take some time to think through these areas and make a major decision in each that will be lifelong. If we look at those areas in our life and we say, okay, I do need to work in these areas. These are 12 different areas. And you could say, well, you know what? Attitude, I always got a good attitude. I'm pretty good about attitude. I got attitude under control. I most of the 99% of the time have a good attitude. I come in the office, hey, how you doing? Don't come in going, who parked in my parking place? (laughs) I don't usually have that. I usually try to have a very good attitude. But what about when something comes against me or I walk through a difficult time or something happens? How is my attitude going to be then? And a lot of times I have to go through my attitude first and make sure that my attitude is a godly attitude. Are you with me? So when a situation arises, then I've already play-rolled that thing or acted that thing out or already know how I'm going to act. I'm going to respond instead of reacting. taught that one time. We're going to respond and not react. I'm not going to blow up but my attitude will be that as of Christ Jesus. My attitude will be that of Christ Jesus. I got a couple other things that I want to share with you, but we'll be able to do that some Sunday. Hebrews 13.8, just flip over real quick, 13.8. I don't have that. Uh, maybe I do have it up there, Wayne. I'm not sure. Hebrews 13.8. Many of you are familiar with this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. What? Today and forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. How many times do we forget about today? Today has a lot of merit. Tomorrow, when you get up, it's going to be today. Look and see if you can take these 12 things and just check yourself throughout the course of the day. Are your priorities in line? What about your health? I mean, some of you guys, I mean, some of you guys working in the oil field, it's very demanding. But I know sometimes you can slip 30 minutes out and get a walk. How about your family? Are you, have you committed there? Are you communicating with them? Are you thinking? Are your thoughts during the day what they need to be? Are you thinking on those things that are good, that are pure, that are lovely? Listen, that are of good report. Because the Bible says, think on these things. How about your commitment? Are we people of integrity that do what we say we're going to do? That say, you know what? If I'm going to be there at 3 o'clock, I should be there at 3 o'clock. And not 5.30. Come on. I mean, that's what it needs to be, our commitment. And that needs to be daily. I'm not saying this to condemn you. I'm saying it because if we're going to be successful, and that's where we are, I want you to have success. I want you to begin to step into success. Begin to walk in it in such a way 
What about your, not only your commitment, but your finances? What are you doing with your finances? How about faith, relationships, generosity, values, and growth? See, if I have a value, and my value is, say I got a problem with uh, gambling, okay? Use that as an example. If I have a problem with gambling and my value is I no longer want to gamble, you all with me? Then I need to set my values and then I manage it. I, I settle this within my heart and I no longer have to gamble. Now, that means I got to stay out of the, uh, you know, the little quick stops that sell the lottery tickets. That means I can't go to vacation in Las Vegas. Are you with me? I've got to change some things. That means I already have to know, Brian, when somebody asks me to come over for the Tuesday night card game, the poker game, that I already know I've got to say, no, thank you. I don't have to have a mean, nasty attitude. I can just say, no, I don't think so. I think I'm going to hang out at home. Are you with me? See, so what happens is I set my values and according to the Word of God, and then I manage my life to bring those values forth. I determine an already purpose in my heart that I don't have to be hooked into the gambling issues any longer, so I, I already know I'm going to stay away from it. Does that make sense? And that's good for anything else in your life. So we come up to the standard of God. Amen? So we have that. So we, and then growth. We need to continue to grow. Once the big decision has been made, then you don't have to revisit it. All you got to do is manage it. Nope, not going there. Not doing drugs. Psst, come on, buddy. I got some stuff for you. Nope, not doing that. Don't have to. How about gossip? Psst, did you hear about so-and-so? Nope. All I, I've, already come, I've already done that. I'm not going to revisit it. All I'm going to do is manage it. No thanks. Sorry about that. We love those people. Not going to talk about them. Right? You've already determined it. All you got to do is manage it. You determine it, then you manage it. You determine it, then you manage it. Does it sound, does it make sense? So today does matter. Today does matter. Today does matter. Today, even the rest of today matters. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, today matters. Now, you can say the same thing tomorrow, which will be today. And then whatever's left tomorrow, even in the morning, there's new mercies all day long. All right? All right, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for not only your word tonight, 